And you see people coming into the deen of Allah Ta'ala in huge numbers, in big groups. Then, فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ Engage in the glorification of Allah Ta'ala together with His praises and seek His forgiveness. Verily Allah Ta'ala is most forgiving. So this was the surah that was revealed. This was barely 80 days before Rasulullah sallallahu left this dunya. And in this very surah, what Nabi sallallahu understood from it, apart from the message that was in there, that this was an indication that his time to leave dunya has become very close. And Nabi sallallahu expressed this on various occasions, that his days now in dunya are very few, and therefore the Sahaba were being given this indication. The Surah itself was an indication to Rasulullah which he expressed to the Sahaba. And on various other occasions also he expressed this. Prior to this also there were some indications he gave. And in all these occasions there were various lessons that came out as well. On one occasion when Nabi was sending Hazrat Mu'adh ibn Jabal off to Yemen as the governor. So he walked alongside him as he was seeing him off. He instructed him to mount the horse and he was walking alongside to see his Sahabi off. And then he came to a point outside Madina Munawwara and then he gave him some advice and then even said to him on that occasion that, Oh Mu'az, perhaps when you return then you will not meet me. But You'll pass by my masjid, you'll pass by my grave. So there was nothing ambiguous about this, there was nothing to think deeply to understand what is being said. What was being said is that this is the last time we are meeting, we'll never meet in dunya again. We can imagine what would have 
crossed the heart and mind of Mu'az ibn Jabal on that occasion and he began crying profusely but then Nabi Islam gave him a line of consolation and that line of consolation was for him and for everyone till Qiyamah that this parting has become the source of this grief but remember the people who are closest to me are the people of taqwa whoever it might be and whichever corner of the world he might be in and in other words whenever in time he might come if a person wants to be close to Rasulullah then the prescription for that is nothing but taqwa and the taqwa is all inclusive every command of Allah Ta'ala and the Mubarak way of life of Rasulullah is all in this nevertheless to take it further the last days of Rasulullah in dunya these were days in which there were many lessons given to the Ummah and these are the lessons that we have to take this was the parting advices that Rasulullah gave and obviously in this critical time when he was extremely ill approximately 13 days prior to his leaving dunya the last illness commenced Nabi Islam experienced a severe headache and he came to the house of Aisha Siddiqah and he when he came there, Aisha herself was at that moment experiencing a headache. So she just expressed this, that my head is paining so severely. So Rasulullah in a little bit of light-heartedness and to cheer her up, he said to her, well, there's nothing much to be too concerned about because supposing if this proves to be fatal, this was now between spouses, some light-heartedness and this is a lesson for us as well. That this is the kind of relationship that should be within the home. That there should be that muhabba, that love, that understanding, that affection. He's saying to him, if that really happens, that this proves to be fatal, I'm still around, I'll make dua for you, I'll attend to all the various things that need to be attended to. In other words, the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala will make dua for you, then what do you have to worry about? Your passage in Akhirat is all then sorted out. So the Aisha replied that it seems like you're actually waiting for that moment. And if that happens, then that same evening you would perhaps spend the time with one of your other wives. On that occasion, Nabi Islam said, Balwa Ra'asa. That, oh Aisha, you are complaining of your headache. My headache is so severe that several people's headache together can't compare to it. And this was the commencement of this final illness. But then, there were various things that took place on this, in these last days, on this very occasion. When Nabi Islam mentioned that this is the severity of the headache that I am experiencing, he mentioned one further thing as well, that لَقَدْ هَمَمْتُ أَنْ أُرْسِلَ إِلَىٰ أَبِي بَكْرٍ وَإِبْنِهِ And actually I am thinking, and I thought about this, that I should call for Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala an, and his son as a witness, وَأَعْهَدْ And I should appoint him formally as the Khalifa. Because this was now becoming very clear that the days are very few left in dunya. So this was my intention. But then Nabi Islam says that this was the intention that I had 
so that nobody should then claim tomorrow that maybe I am more worthy of this khilafat. But now I have decided not to do this. Allah Ta'ala won't allow anybody but Abu Bakr. Even the mu'mineen and the believers won't accept anybody but Abu Bakr. So there is no need to do this formally. This is a foregone conclusion. It will only be Abu Bakr after me. So this highlighted a very very important aspect. That the Khilafat of Abu Bakr after Rasulullah was not just endorsed by Nabi himself. He said it in plain and simple words. Nevertheless, as the days passed, the illness of Nabi intensified, started getting more severe. There were many, many things that took place in these days, but just to highlight a few things. And these are lessons for us to take, lessons for us to keep, lessons for us to love. That is the object of these discussions, not just to uh, hear something, to say something, and then that's the end of it. But to absorb it in our hearts, to absorb it in our lives, to live it. One of the days that Rasulullah felt a little more ill, so he called Fazat Fadl ibn Abbas and he had been suffering a severe fever as well and a severe headache. And in order to bring some relief from the headache, a bandage was tied around the Mubarak head of Rasulullah sallallahu very tightly. That this perhaps might give some relief. And in this difficult condition, Nabi sallallahu asked the Sadr ibn Abbas to help him to come to the masjid. And he came to the masjid in this manner with the support of the Sadr and another Sahabi has mentioned in some other riwayat as well. And he came to the member and then asked Fadl to call the Sahaba. So everybody was called, they came, they gathered around. Then Nabi Islam addressed them. And he addressed them and said, look, the time has come near for me to fulfill the rights. Now who is speaking? The personality speaking is Sayyidul Kainat, the greatest of Allah's creation. Ba'daz khuda mukhtasar. After Allah ta'ala, Allah is Allah, Allah Ta'ala is Khaliq, and the rest is Makhluk. But in the Makhluk, the greatest rank and position is that of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The masoom and sinless Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. The greatest of all the messengers of Allah Ta'ala. And who is he addressing? He's addressing his Ummatis. Who had presented themselves as, so to say, his slaves. That you do with us what you want. Everything of ours belongs to you. Nabi Islam still presents himself in front of them and he says to them that the time has come to fulfill any rights meaning time is very limited now if there is anything outstanding if there is anything outstanding I need to settle that now so man kuntu jalattu zahran fahada zahri fal yastaqid min if I had ever hit anybody on his back for example then there's my back here, take your revenge now. Can we imagine the scene, can we picture the scene? That who is speaking and who is, he, who is he addressing? And in what a difficult condition he came to the masjid, to the member, and he's addressing the sahaba, 
and giving them this message, look, if I hurt somebody, which would never have happened in that way, but if perchance I hit somebody, here's my back, please take revenge now, so that the score is settled, I don't have anything left for the akhirat. Allah man kuntu shatantu lahu irdan fahada irdi falyastaqid min If I ever dishonored anybody, I said something which was wrong, I said something which was hurtful, I said something which was against the honor of any person, then here's my honor, take revenge now, say the same thing to me back. This is my honor now being put to you, you take revenge. Can we imagine the scene? We go about blurting whatever we want. We go about saying things that are the most humiliating things to people. We might say things that are vulgar. And it never crosses our mind that tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah, we are going to be accountable for this. Here Allah's Nabi is presenting himself to the Sahaba. He's presenting himself as a lesson to the Ummah. There was nothing away, nothing that was left over on him. There was nothing ever came out of his Mubarak tongue of this nature. The only things that came out from his Mubarak tongue was Muhammad. But he's presenting himself. That here I am. If I have taken anybody, defiled somebody's honor in some way, said something hurtful to somebody, please take your revenge. If I have taken a cent, in our words, a cent from anybody, which is outstanding. Please take, there's my, whatever I have available. You take your right now. And then the beast laughs and doesn't stop at this. He says, لا يقولن رجل إني أخشى الشحناء من قبل رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. Let not anybody ever think in this way. That how can I stand up now and claim my rights? Perhaps Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم will then have some kind of grudge in his heart against me or, or some ill feeling might come in his heart against me. That this person now stood up in the gathering and claimed his rights. Allah wa inna shahna alaysat min tabi'ati wala min sha'ni. That harboring any ill feeling, any malice, any dirt in the heart for anybody is neither my nature and this does not behove of me. My heart is completely clean towards everybody all the time. Once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam addressed Anas ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala with great affection, Ya Bunayya, O my beloved son, that keep your heart clean of malice, keep your heart clean of dirt from anyone and everyone. For inna dalika min sunnati, that this is my way of life, this is my sunnah, this is how I keep my heart. Man ahabba sunnati faqad ahabbani, the one who loves my sunnah, he has loved me. Man ahabbani kana ma'ikil jannah, the one who loves me will be with me in jannah. The person keeping his heart clean of malice, Nabi is saying he has, he has loved my sunnah. And he has loved my sunnah, he has loved me. And he will be with me in Jannah. So this is Nabi Islam highlighting again. My heart stays clean from everybody. So don't ever think that I am going to have any ill feeling against anybody if he claims his rights. Rather I will be more than happy, Nabi Islam goes further to say, that the most beloved of all people to me among you is the one who, if he has some right over me, he comes and claims it. Or then he releases me from that right, he forgives it. So that I can meet Allah wa ta'ala in a way that my heart is clean, I have nothing to be concerned about and nothing to account for on the day of Qiyamah.
can we imagine this lesson Rasulullah is giving and on what a condition, in what a condition he, he took that difficulty upon himself to come into the house of Allah and impart this lesson to the Ummah. Nevertheless, there were many other details that happened on this occasion, but just to go to another one lesson, it was some days later, it was a Thursday evening, Nabi Salaam passed away on the Monday, that Thursday evening, Maghrib Salah was the last Salah, which Rasulullah Salaam came to the Masjid and performed the Salah himself entirely. The illness had started many days before, 13 days was total. But in all this time, despite the illness being quite severe, Nabi Salaam came to the Masjid for every Salah, and he performed the Salah as the Imam. On that Thursday night, at the time of Isha, prior to Isha Salah, the illness became even more intense. Nabi Sallallahu it was now closer to time, he inquired, have the Sahaba already performed their Salah because he was so ill? He inquired, perhaps they have already performed the Salah, the time has passed so much. The Sahaba who were around, the family people who were around said, Allahum yantaziroonaka ya Rasulullah. No, no, they are waiting for you. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, let me take a bath, it helps me to take a bath. Perhaps I'll feel a little bit more refreshed. It might be easier to then go to the masjid. So they help him to take a bath. They pour the water of seven skins. That water which was now stored in there and untouched. This was poured on him. Nabi Salaam now prepared to go to the masjid. He started trying to wake up. But he fell unconscious. Fell unconscious. And a period of time passed in this unconsciousness. Then after a while Rasulullah gained consciousness. But as soon as he gained consciousness, the first question of Sallam Nas, have the people already performed the Isha Salah? They replied to him, La hum yantazirunaka ya Rasulullah. No, O Nabi of Allah, they are waiting for you. Nabi Salaam takes a bath again. And for the second time he tries to wake up to go to the masjid. And for the second time he falls unconscious. And again he gains consciousness. Again the first question, Asallan Nas, have the people performed this Isha Salah? Has the Jamaat been already completed? Say, no, no, they're waiting for you. For the third time the same thing happens. After falling unconscious three times consecutively, in an effort to go to the Masjid for Salah with Jama'ah, now when the third time the same thing happens, after the third time when Nabi Sallallahu gained consciousness and he inquired Asallan Nas, and he was informed, no, they're still waiting. Now he says, Muru Aba Bakrin Falyusalli bin Nas. Now instruct Abu Bakr that he should become the Imam and complete the Salah of the Isha Salah with the, with the Sahaba. This was the extent to which Nabi Sallallahu made an effort to get to the house of Allah to perform his Salah with Jama'ah. This happened on the Thursday night. On the Saturday, it was perhaps the Zuhar or the Asar Salah. Nabi Sallallahu felt a little bit lighter, little bit better. He felt some little relief. But the extent of the relief was how much? That he still, because of that little relief he felt, he said, take me to the masjid. But how did he come to the masjid? That he came to the masjid, Yuhada Baina Rajulain. He was supported on either side by somebody. And the narrator says that I can actually visualize that scene that Rajulayhi Takhuttul Ard Min Al Wajah. That the Mubarak feet of Rasulullah were actually trailing on the ground. He didn't have enough energy and strength to actually walk on his own on his own self. He was being actually so to say dragged. Not dragged in that sense what we can what we think of dragged.
but his feet were trailing on the ground. He was supported on the shoulders of two, two Sahaba. And in this condition he came to the masjid to perform his Salah al-Jama'ah. This is the lesson, this is the legacy that Rasulullah left in the Mubarak, last Mubarak days of his life. Then right at the end of the time, the very last day, when Nabi Islam was extremely ill, and on that occasion he gave some parting advice, in that condition of his, among the things he said, one of the things, Ashriku al-Mushrikeen min Jaziratul Arab. Expel the Mushrikeen from the Jaziratul Arab, from the Arabian Peninsula. That their influence, their culture must not have any effect on the people here. Their way of life must not have any effect on the people. Our way, our culture is very unique, is very distinct. There should not be any adulteration. There should not be any contamination of this Mubarak way of life. Now one was to expel them, that was the situation at that time there. But what we need to check and we need to reflect upon is, have we expelled the inclination towards their ways from our hearts? Their way of life, have we expelled it? We will treat every human being with respect, with fulfilling the rights of every human being. The respect that a human deserves, we will give that respect to every human being. We won't harm anybody in any way. But, our way of life is completely distinct. We won't let the lines get blurred. We won't borrow from somebody else's culture. We have the most beautiful way of the Sunnah of Rasulullah We don't need to look upon anybody else to emulate them in our way, in how we hold our weddings for example, how we run our businesses, what kind of homes we have, and how we, what our appearance is, and our day-to-day aspects of life. We have the Mubarak Sunnah of Rasulullah And then right at the very last moments of life, repeatedly, Nabi Sallallahu parted with the, with the words As-Salah wa ma malakat aymanukum As-Salah wa ma malakat aymanukum The Sahaba say who were around that this was repeated so much that a time came when the Mubarak words were not coming out of the tongue but the heart we could hear this still, still reverberating with the sound As-Salah wa ma malakat aymanukum That be conscious of your Salah Be conscious of your Salah be conscious of your salah. This was the thing Nabi Islam from beginning to end emphasized. And let us reflect what is the condition of the ummah with regards to salah. At the time of Fajr, where is the ummah? At the time of Isha, where is the ummah? At the time of holidays, where is the ummah? What goes on in our lives, we need to reflect. Each one, I have to check within myself. Each one of us has to check within ourselves. What is our salah? What is the quality of our salah? How much of importance we give to that salah? These were the parting words of the of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Wama malakat imanukum and be careful about how you treat those you have any authority over. Literally, your slaves in that time and age, the slaves were the people who were actually owned. Even those who a person owned as property, but they are insan. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam don't think you own him. You can treat him as you want. He might be your property in a monetary sense, but he's insan, and on the day of Qiyamah you are going to answer how you treated him. So what about our servants, what about those we have some authority over, those who are our andas in some way, there is no license to treat a person wrongly. Yes, if something is not working out in an amicable way, it will part ways, but to abuse somebody, to look down upon anybody, to trample somebody's rights, to 
feel somebody to be inferior just because of whatever the issues might be. All these things are totally out. Person has iman. The closest person to Allah Taala is the person with taqwa, not the person who has any other basis to him. It's the taqwa that will make a person close to Allah Taala. So these are the parting words of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then he finally parted with the shahada, Allahumma rafiq al-a'la. Ya Allah, you join me with the greatest companions. One explanation of this the muhaddisin gave, that the companions are referring to the anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, the shuhada, the siddiqeen and salihin. Even Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is in this last moment asking to be in the best company. Whereas he was the imamul awliya and the imamul anbiya and he was the leader of every pious person. But he's still asking for that company. The lesson again for us. What kind of company we choose? Who do we prefer to have as friends? People without iman? People who have all kinds of habits? People who would take us to all kinds of evil and sinful places? People who would encourage us towards breaking Allah Ta'ala's commands? Towards ignoring the last plea of Rasulullah at Salah time they would tell us not to worry watch the match now. We'll worry about Salah later. Those are the people that we want to accompany who will teach us in different ways to ignore this crying plea in the last moments of life of Rasulullah No, no, that's not our company. Our company are those who will bring us closer to Allah who will make us remember the parting words of Rasulullah and who will help us to become the true servants of Allah in every sense of the word. Give us all the tawfiq.